Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. What's up, Remarkables? Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. Hey, we're super stoked for a lot of reasons, but one of them is that we are just wrapping up a phenomenal 2022, and we are so bullish on a 2023 ahead. Man, I love the end of year energy. I love kicking off a new year. Man, we have such, we've got such a great vision for chiropractic. We've got such a great vision for the remarkable practice, for our remarkable practice clients, our coaches, our teams, right? So, um, man, we get to touch humanity through our clients. So we so appreciate, you know, all of those people and all of our listeners, right? So, uh, guys, we are psyched for another incredible year ahead. And today's exercise is super relevant to that energy in that we are doing part two in our last to now, now to next series. Uh, Dr. Pete, we're going to be focused today on crafting a vision for the future for 2023. We're going to do our now to next exercise. I want to make sure that anybody that's listening right now know that there are resources that we've uh, attached here um, in the show notes. Uh, there's a link where you can download uh, what we're going to be making reference to. This is one of those shows where you're definitely going to want to listen to it two or three times, print out the materials that we're giving you, and fill it out as we go along. And as always, if you guys get stuck, if you want help, if you want to optimize what we're doing here together and you need some help from us, please reach out. We're happy to jump on a call with you, walk you through it, and make this real for your business and your practice so you'll have more clarity because we know that clarity is the greatest accelerator, right? So going into 2023, let's make sure that you understand that, that your clarity around exactly what we're talking about today is really going to determine how far and how fast you go this year. And if you didn't listen to the previous episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. It's uh, vital to do step one in the process of the last to now, now to next. So we did the last to now assessment, and now we're going to build upon the work that we've done in the appear process. Remember, the appear process is we assess step one and we plan. What influences our plans and makes our plans better is the fact that we assessed leading into the plan. Then from the plan, we develop a plan, a strategic plan. We're going to talk about that in this episode. From the strategic plan, then we start, then we prepare. Okay, so we prepare from the plan. We, if you prepare without a plan, that's, we all know where we end up, not in a good spot, right? So from the planning, then we prepare. Then from, and we're going to talk about that. We break that down from the annual into the quarterly. We're going to told you, share with you the tools that we use to prepare. Then we're going to execute, right? That's the, the next step. So we actually get to work and we, we, we begin 
the delegation process, the empowering and equipping of people who take ownership, the execution part. And then we assess how we've been doing. We do that you know, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually. And then we repeat this process. So here we are. It's the end of 2022 going into 2023. If you're listening to this episode on time uh, and we are repeating, right? So if you were here a year ago, you're like, yeah, we did this a year ago. The question was, we left you with that in our last episode. Did you do it? Yeah, exactly. And if you did, you're going to talk about it. I mean, we did it, Pete. <laughs> yeah. There's not a question yeah. of whether we did it. So right. what you mean we, Kimosabi? Did you do it? <laughs> yes. so we already know this stuff and we already use this stuff. Yes. <laughs> so the question is, is are you doing it? Are you doing it? And Doc, Stephen, you're going to unpack, I believe, you know, more looking at the accountability grid. So we looked at that in the previous episode, we went through the five domains of your business and the 15 primary functions. We're going to get into that. Dr. Steven's going to get into that. I want to, I want to bring to everyone's attention in this moment, inside of the downloadables, one of the tools that I find to be incredibly powerful is the vision story tool and the vision mapping tool. So you're going to see those tool two tools, they're, they're, they're a, a way to organize the work that as the CEO, we must do to effectively lead our business forward to a brighter future. And I will tell you, these exercises are so powerful. And so I am going to just remind you that as we did the assess and we looked at where we are now, we start with the story. And here's what I want to make sure everybody does. This is a little nuance, Dr. Stephen, but it goes such a long way. When you write your vision for where you want to be one year from now, which is the now to next, and then there's the next to ultimately, you have to actually start with the ultimate. And here's why. Because you have to have a far enough view of where we're going. And that three-year view, we, we'd like to say three to five years. I know there's different schools of thought out there with the way the world is changing and how fast things are moving. If you could have a three-year vision of your vision, that's a really good thing. So that's our standard in when we talk about now, next, and ultimately. Ultimately is three years out. So the first thing you're going to do is you're actually going to take some time and you need time for this. You need to be in the parasympathetic state, not in the sympathetic state. So you need to be in a place of rest and you need to write out what is the what's the three-year a vision. And so again, if you've done this exercise, take out what you've already done and you're just going to edit it a little bit, upgrade it because you're going to go one year down a little bit further down now because you're always going to have a three-year view. So your last year's will be a two-year view now. So add one more year to it. So you're always going to remain three years ahead. Okay. It's really important to do this. It's a little thing. I just don't want anybody to miss this. Three-year vision. What does success look like? writing it from the destination place. That's the second element. So keep it three years out and write from the destination place. In other words, write backwards, not forwards, write from the way that it's going to be. So three years from now, this is my business. This is my life. This is what it looks like. Go into that state of visceral connection to your future and take time. That's why you have to be in a state of of parasympathetic to get there. You have to be able to go ahead in your heart, right? And you have to be able to go there and say, okay, this is the vision that I've received. This is what I see. Remember the definition of success. Be, be very careful what you determine that is. So make sure you take the time 
to really think through, okay, what does it look like? What is it going to be so that when you cast a story and I close my eyes and you share that story with me, I see it and I say, sign me up. So make sure you do that exercise first. Okay. Vision story, three years. And then from that story, one year. So do the three years first, then one year from now, based on the three-year vision, where would where are we going to be one year from now? And that's the that's the two vision story exercises. And then those pair with, okay, those are the first steps. And then I'll cover at the end of this call, the vision mapping exercise. I think that'd be really good to cover, Dr. Stephen, after you go through what you're about to go through, is you start with the vision story. And then we start getting into the goal element where we're going to use the, the accountability grid, the five domains to do that, Dr. Steven. I don't know if you, if you want to add anything to that, but that's the first kind of discipline of the now to next exercise is really starting with that vision. Yeah, I, I love that you use the word discipline. Okay, so um, I got asked a very, um, I, I think an, an awesome question the other day. I was getting interviewed on a podcast and somebody asked me a question. What would you tell your 30-year-old self? Man, that was a great question. And I took pause um, because now I'm, you know, 39. So I'm looking back nine years. <laughs> <laughs> what I what I what have I told myself? So what would I have told my 30-year self? Having the discipline to do what we're about to tell you to do. That's that's exactly what I would have told myself, right? So um, Dr. Pete, I know you're as guilty as I am on this. We we built busy practices on brute force. Right. So there was a season where we put it on our back. We dug our legs in, we kept our legs moving and uh, we built, we built busy practices on brute force, you know, by the grace of God, we have talent skills that you know, we've built and but that it was so much heart. There was so much full on squatting that, that business, that practice every Monday was load up the rack, put it on my back. Let's get after it, ass to the grass. Let's see how how heavy we can go, right? Um, so we, we had to season it, okay? So what we're telling you is there's a better way, okay? So when we talk about a remarkable practice, it's, a, it's about having a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. It's not a tagline, okay? That's a neck tattoo, okay? It's about creating the business that will support your remarkable life, not compete with it, okay? So just listen to that as we say that. It's like, this is about looking at your beautiful net net effect over a 50 60 70 year glorious career in chiropractic right so this is like this this is about preservation of your spirit your soul your health your marriage your family your household it's like it's all going to start with vision okay so getting clarity of vision so that you can convey that vision into the team you'll surround yourself with and equip them and train them and 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 convey that vision to them so you can recruit them into helping you manifest that vision, right? So I'm coming off of a, an incredible couple of weeks here, to be honest with you. So I was at, so we practice what we preach, right? So one of my business coaches, one of my business coaches, I was at a, as, at a seminar last weekend. It's a $40,000 two-day event, 40 grand, okay, for two days. Uh, and it was worth 400 grand, right? So actually one of the programs is $450,000 for 15 months, right? So just so you know, it's like we're practicing what we preach here, stretching ourselves and investing to become better leaders and be better business people. In that room, there were 600 
successful business owners, CEOs, et cetera. And we were on the far left-hand side of the bell curve, not the far right-hand side of the bell curve. There were 50, 100, 150, $300 million companies in the, in the room, right? So what was super cool about it was they started right where we're starting right now. We <laughs> talk about core values, vision story, et cetera, right? So it was so refreshing and affirming to hear that here, the, some of the top businesses in the world starting right where we're starting with you right now. So don't roll your eyes, do the work. Okay. So this is the stuff that you do every year. You've got to do this every year. You got to revisit it. I was in my uh, C12 group, which is a uh, Christian leaders group. It's a Christian executive group. I was in there all day yesterday for my eight hour once a month working with, with other leaders of successful businesses. And exactly the conversation always comes around to core values and vision story. What does success look like to this upcoming year? Then I came home and I had my marketing coaches for our conference. So it was clear about putting together a vision story and putting a marketing calendar together that will help you manifest that. Dr. Pete, what I'm trying to convey here is people ask all the time, hey, how do you do this? Multiple, multiple businesses, successful, seven figures, all these. How do you do this? I'm telling you, this is where it starts, right? So doing the work that we're telling everybody to do right now, this is the work of the CEO, right? So this is the work. Right. Don't think you're setting aside the work to do this stuff. These aren't just tasks. This is the DNA of success. So what we're telling you guys to do, please don't miss this opportunity to cast a vision and capture a vision so you can convey the vision to the people that you'll need to recruit to manifest it with you. Okay. So Dr. Pete, this work, then we're talking now to next, we're painting a picture for 2023 and the greater the clarity, the more likely we are to succeed. Yeah, it's so, so good. And I think it's really important for everyone who's listening to this podcast, who's hearing you and hearing us to know that we are in it with you, okay? We are walking it out. Uh, we we are in the tension uh, that you're in. We feel it the way you feel it, you know? So just so you know, you're not alone. And, you know, that's the biggest strategy of the enemy is to isolate when you feel isolated and alone, then then that is that is not a good place. So, you know, in going into this new year, I just want to make sure that you feel like you're a part of something, that you're you're plugged in, stay connected. All those connected. things, Dr. Stephen, that that you said were all ways that you're also staying connected, you know, and accountable. And there's so many powerful things there. So if you're not connected and you don't have accountability and you're not really investing in that and you're not taking care of that as a CEO, you better that 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 needs to change this year like no more playing small don't listen the world is is desperate for what you have and it needs you to step up all of us into the next level of of our leadership that's what the world needs right now it desperately needs it from chiropractic and chiropractor so i'm just gonna i just want each one of you to hear me this is the year if you've been playing on the sidelines you've been going after but going playing small and you know just kind of dabbling here and there whatever stop it stop doing that you know, like that's, this is your legacy, you know, like our lives are short, you know, we were just talking about that, Dr. Steven, you and I offline. It's like, man, how many more, you know, this is our runway. Like we've got a, we've got a lot to accomplish in the next 20, 30 years. Let's get to young work. and strong, young and strong. We've got a lot to do, a lot of work. So I, I just encourage you and challenge you if you needed to hear, maybe somebody needed to hear that, but I felt like I needed to say it. So I'm saying it. And I hope that, you know, that it hit you right. Like in a good way, I'm not, just convict. I'm convicted for myself. I'm speaking to you like I'm speaking to me and Doc. You know, we're talking to each other right now. 
So, but as you're listening in, hopefully you're like, yeah, actually I needed that, you know? So Doc Steven, I think it's really, really important that everybody understands we're in it with them. It starts with the decision, Dr. Pete, and then that decision is followed by action, massive action, right? So to put this into play, let's get to it. Hey doc, let's face it. 95% of your problems are people problems. Can't find A players, can't keep A players, don't know how to leverage your team, create expectations and agreements, or hold people accountable in order to optimize your team. Doc, what would happen to your practice if you were finally able to get the right people in the right seats, doing the right work the right way? For most chiropractors, it would change everything. You'd increase your capacity to see more people. You'd make a bigger impact and a bigger income. You'd be able to delegate and scale your business. Or maybe you need to get your associate doctor relationship dialed in. That would mean you getting your time freedom back, you could get a handle on your schedule, maybe even become a CEO. If this is what you want your 2023 to sound like, make sure that you join us for the remarkable team building immersion in Dallas, Texas, February 4th and 5th, or in Brisbane, Australia, February 24th and 25th. Man, I'm psyched to be back in Australia. Doc, bring your team with you. Get everyone on the same page. They'll be back in your office on Monday with more clarity, accountability, and purpose than ever before. Energize and mobilize your team and see your practice grow. What are your goals for 2023, Doc? Is it a seven-figure foundation or a seven-figure revenue or seven-figure profit or maybe even a seven-figure exit? Regardless of what season you're in, you'll need a seven-figure team. Click the link in the show notes and register today. In the last episode, we talked about the last to now assessment of your business, right? So look back at 2022 and say, you know what, going into the year, we had a plan, (laughs) we prepared for it, we executed. Now we're assessing, how did we do, right? So that was the exercise we did the last time. So we can say, hey, where are we winning and where are we learning, right? So we used the accountability grid this time around. You know, we've done the accountability chart and other infographics in the past, uh, but the accountability grid is really it will really expose you and your business, right? So it's like, what is it, what is exposing? Where are we doing really well? Where are we winning, right? So to be able to say, okay, great, affirm that, okay, awesome. Okay, on a scale of zero to 10, how are we doing as far as it being optimized? Zero to 10, right? And who owns it, right? So that we get total clarity around the 15 primary functions of the business. And we say, great, now I know exactly where we're kicking ass, right? So that's awesome. Recognition, celebration, right? So one of the five crucial communications to energize your team. Recognition for us achieving our goals, excuse me, recognition for personal achievement and behavior, and then celebration when the team reaches its goals, right? So that's an opportunity to put that infographic up on the screen and be able to say, guys, look where we won, right? So this is where we were in the beginning of 2022. This is where we ended 2022. Look what we've accomplished through the lens of this accountability grid. Awesome, right? So celebrate it, okay? Now, where are we learning? In other words, where are we learning? Where's their opportunity, okay? So when you assess the 15 primary functions of your business, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to the last episode. And we have other episodes where we taught you how to use the accountability grid. It's right in the show notes down below for you to, to print out and to be looking at it when we talk through this. As you are getting ready to paint the picture of what success looks like in 2023, you're going to learn from 2022, You're going to learn where were we underperforming? In other words, when you asked the question, is this function optimized zero to 10, 
when you start seeing that there's threes, fours, fives on that chart, you're going to say to yourself, that's not remarkable, right? And there's lots of opportunity for growth right there. So that accountability chart will probably expose five, six, seven, or dare I say, maybe more areas of your business where you're like, there's lots of opportunity here. In other words, it's telling you this is where we need to be investing our time, energy, focus, and money. So good. So Dr. Steven, I love how when I go into a meeting, let's say with a CEO and a doc, you know, we're, we're talking about your business. I think a lot of times it's hard to know exactly where do I get to work? Like uh, I need to work on retention. It's like where specifically? Um, I need to work on attraction and marketing. You know, somebody will say, I need help getting more new patients. And I'm like, okay, well, where specifically, right? So well, what this is, what this enables us to do, it's like when I'm doing a quarterly or a monthly meetup or review with, with a team member going over the scorecard and I'm looking at, let's say, their primary priorities for this quarter and the KPIs that you know, they are accountable to report on and to you know, make sure they're owning it, that it's being done and we're achieving our goal. I'm asking them, how did you do specifically or how are you doing specifically with this KPI, with this activity with the things that drive outcomes, right? Activities drive outcome. So how are you doing specifically is the first part. And then number two, how can I help you specifically, right? So we always go in with a, with a servant hand, right? We always go in with, how can I help you? So remember, we go into the, we go into this review of the, your accountability grid as doctors went over, we assess the 15 areas, we score it objectively, Okay. And if you're working with a COO and maybe a leadership team, maybe have everyone do this and you compile the list of scores and ranks of the 15. How do we do a scale one to 10? Bring that in, take the two people. If it's CEO, COO, you do this exercise together. Maybe your whole team does it. However you want to do it, you decide. But let's look at the 15 functions. Let's do that assessment. Let's look at where we're at, scale one to 10. Let's rank it. And then let's identify like you said, specifically, yes, here's where we won. Here's where we underperformed. And here's what our top priorities, our focuses are going to be this year. Okay. And, and we need to live in reality because we overestimate what we can, you know, we can do in, let's say a month or a quarter, but we underestimate what we can do in a year. So we want to help you take the six or seven things, like you said, Dr. Steven, that we're going to tackle this year. And we're going to start to break it down and distill it down into a quarterly focus. So then you take that list of, let's say, seven things. Let's just go with seven, you know, areas of opportunity. Keyword, guys, opportunity. It's a positive affirmative. You're using the right language to speak life into the work that's going to get done. This is an opportunity and it's aligned with us achieving our vision and, and, and carrying out our mission, Right. These are the seven areas, constraints on the business. These are opportunities for us to grow with, based on our assessment. We all agree, chime in is buy-in. We all agree, this is what we need to work on as a team. This is quarterly board meeting type work. And then we go into the distribution of those priorities, those constraints, how we're going to go after them. And we break it down by quarter, Dr. Steven, right? So this is where we bring in some of the other tools such as your project planner, right? Where you would identify what domain is this in, under? What is the project? We define it using the framing of, you know, what does success look like? Clearly defined outcome. 
What is the pathway? What are the specific steps to helping us achieve that? What are the areas that would be a roadblock, right? What would cause us to miss the mark, not achieve this, right? What are those things um, that would interfere with us being able to get to the the, the destination? And then, and then we get to work on that, right? So now we've got that, we've got that done. So you assess, you score, you rank it. And then from that, we agree as a team and we all are, are see it. We're on the same page. Okay. We identify the top priorities for the year. Then for this quarter, what we're going to be focusing on in the team. And we base that based on Dr. Steven, the vision of where we're going to, where we want to be in a year and what is most logical, right? So this makes the most sense that we focus on this now. Because sometimes there's an argument like, what's the highest priority now? That's fine. But we all need to come to an agreement like, this is why this is the most important right now. And that becomes our focus for the next quarter, Dr. Steven. So that's how this then leads into the strategic planning part. So once we've done the assessment, now we start planning and looking ahead and we get to work on the business, which is the plan, prepare, execute on that. That's exactly right. And, you know, so some of you listening right now might say to yourself, man, this sounds like a lot of work. I want you to know that this is the work, right? So this is the hard easy, right? So this is you get this done on the other side of this 2023 is easier. And it's not just easier. It's easier to reach your goals. It's easier to manifest your vision, right? So otherwise, you know, if you don't do this and you try to do the, the easy hard, meaning you skip this type of work and then you go into 2023 unprepared, if you're not prepared with a plan to execute and it's not data-driven, like we've said, choosing the easy hard, you're going to be playing problem whack-a-mole for the rest of the year next year, and you will not be achieving your goals, right? So the juice is worth the squeeze here. If you are $250,000 a year practice right now, this is the pathway to 500, right? If you're a $500,000 practice, this is the pathway to a seven-figure practice to a million, right? If you're a million-dollar practice, this is the pathway to two and three million and beyond, right? So I'm um, this, the juice is worth the squeeze here to put the time in. You're going to want to walk away from this exercise with clarity around exactly where is the opportunity as I audit my business across the primary 15 primary functions. It's going to tell you where you're going to be focusing. Look at those three, fours, and fives. You have to address those first because you are going to be most likely this is where you're bleeding out in your business. Okay. So address those as acute issues, right? Then look across and say, well, what can I put into third quarter and fourth quarter and just space it through the year and tackle those and tick those boxes off and watch what happens to your, to your business when you start plugging the holes in your bucket, so to speak. Right. So, and then the second function of this is when you look and you say who owns it, it allows you to say, do I have the right people in the right seat doing the right work the right way? If a function is is underperforming, if it's not optimized, it's the scores below seven, right? Six, seven. Uh, if anything's under under optimized as far as you reaching your goals, you have to ask yourself: do, Is the right person in the seat? Right? You have to ask yourself: Is anybody in the seat? Do we know who is? It? It's either we have the wrong person in the seat, or no one's in the seat, or more than one person's accountable, which means nobody's accountable. So your to action steps, your walk away from this after this audit, when you go from now to next, the now is the brutal facts of this is where we are coming into 2023. The next is this is where we're going to end 2023. This is what we want our accountability grid to look like. And these are the categories or the functions that we are going to be committing our time, energy, focus, and money to investing in. And very often that means either bringing up, bringing over, or bringing in the right person to make sure that they're accountable to that function of the business. 
right? So ultimately, this is very often not a how, but a who question, right? So it's a who question, who is the right person on our team to own this function to make sure that they can embrace the responsibilities that are organized underneath that role. Dr. Pete, love the now to next uh, exercise because it allows us to do the hard work to get clarity, to codify and capture our vision for the year and make that vision actionable. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. All right, remarkable CEOs. So as promised, I am here today in the studio with one of the greats in our chiropractic profession. I can say this because I have been following uh, Bill, you and your work since before I even was a chiropractor. When I was working as a chiropractic assistant in a chiropractic office, before I even went to chiropractic school, I I learned about you and the work that you were doing. And uh, you have had a huge impact on my life in two decades that I've been in this profession. You have been here longer and you've been serving this great profession. So I can't tell you how honored I am to be able to interview you today and just pick your brain. I know you're a CEO. I know you're a leader and innovator. You are a thought leader and you are advancing, helping advance the chiropractic profession. You've done that for a long time. So truly honored to have you join me uh, here today on our Remarkable CEO podcast. So Bill, welcome to the show. And thank you so much for taking the time to be with me here today. Thank you. It's going to be a delight. I can hardly wait to see what uh, unfolds. Well, I'd love for you to unpack a little bit about your story. So, you know, I would assume everybody knows you, but I, you know how, what assuming does. So I'd love for you to just tell us a little bit about who you are, your Genesis story, you know, how you got into chiropractic and really how then you've got into doing some of the work you're doing now. And then we'll probably press fast forward and we'll go into specifically what's happening now and where we're going next and how uh, specifically you're helping our profession advance in this next season of our uh, of our great profession. So uh, I'll throw it over to you, Bill, take it away. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, my background is in um, media. Before I discovered chiropractic, I was uh, working as a creative director for advertising agencies in San Francisco and Seattle and Denver and wherever. And, you know, that's kind of the background that I had. And I was working uh, after my ad agency days uh, at a film production company here in Colorado Springs. And you know, we did sales films and documentaries. Our biggest client back in the early 80s was the uh, Saudi Arabian Navy, of all of all things. And uh, we'd fly over there to do documentary films, to, uh, documenting the creation of the Saudi Arabian Navy. I mean, that was our that was our gig. And about that time, two chiropractors moved in next door to our offices, our production offices there on the second floor of the Plaza Building, and they um, they were chiropractors. And you know, we'd heard stories about chiropractors, and so we ignored them <laughs> uh, until one day uh, we noticed they were carrying videotapes you know, in the hallway under their arms. And hey, we do video. What are you doing with video? And come to find out they were getting ready to to harness this newfangled invention called the VCR and harness it uh, for use in a chiropractic office for patient education. And would we like to help them create these videos? And uh, we were somewhat wary uh, but they said, you know, if if uh, if you guys want to play, someone from your team needs to attend one of our Renaissance seminars. And so I got the short straw and uh, flew to Spokane, Washington. And we were in the Davenport Hotel in downtown uh, Spokane. And um, I attended a three-day seminar taught by Guy Reekman and Joseph Felicia that changed my life. 
those three days kind of modeled after est affirmed a lot of what I believed about the experience I had in my own body. Chiropractic made sense to me. I went back to Colorado Springs, said, hey, I, I think we need to help these guys create their videos. Nine months later, Peter Graves uh, showed up. I did some follow-up consulting with uh, Renaissance till about 1990, uh, then uh, hooked up with two chiropractors to form Backtalk Systems, sold that 10 years later, uh, and started uh, patient media. Uh, and that's what I've been doing in the printed uh, area. But uh, in the early 2000s, I knew that we were going to go have to go digital. That's the, the story I like to say, I like to tell is, uh, is about Willie Sutton, for whom the term Slick Willie uh, was, was coined. He was a bank robber uh, in about the 1920s. And uh, what made him so special was that he was a really well-dressed bank robber. And uh, he eluded capture for many years. He was finally caught and he was asked, so why are you robbing banks? And he said, that's where the money is. And um, you know, the internet is where new patients are these days uh, because whatever you're gonna buy, you're gonna, you're gonna go visit a website or two or three or five or 10 before you actually make a buying decision. So hooked up with a incredible uh, business partner in Perth, Australia in uh, 2005. And we uh, formed perfect patients and uh, the rest as they say is history. Wow. I love it. And you're a blast from the past. I mean, so many just awesome names that you threw out there and backtalk systems was actually the first thing that I encountered. And then uh, the perfect patients or patient media was next for me that I encountered the, the written materials. I still remember all of those things. And then, and then now perfect patients. So what an incredible uh, story. I have so many things I'd love to ask you about the past, but let's talk a little bit about the present. You, you okay. brought up a really good point, you know, talking about Slick Willie and you talked really about, um, you know, where things are at. And you saw, let's call it 20 years ago, this is where things are going. We're going into the digital age. We're moving into the digital space. We, we need to have the written, you know, media that still has relevance, but we have to be able to meet people where they're at. Can you talk a little bit about specifically right now, here we are, it's 2022 and we're recording this podcast. It's the fourth quarter. We're coming to the end of 2022. We're moving into 2023. I don't know when you're going to listen to this podcast, whoever's listening right now, but we have clearly become, you know, we are in the technology day and age. So you saw that 20 years ago. So I'd love to how have you unpack for us specifically how you're helping doctors today, like right now in 2022, um, how are you helping doctors solve some problems? Like what problems would you say right now, if you look at our profession, do we have, and specifically what you are able to do to help solve that problem through the business or businesses that you have supporting chiropractic? Well, that's a, a two hour mini seminar, which we won't be uh, <laughs> giving today, but um, just to focus it in on the, on the digital side of things, I, I think probably there's a lot of problems we solve, but the first is a practitioner today must have a website. And believe it or not, there are still chiropractors who think they're going to be able to slip into retirement without having to learn email or get a website or you know, any of these other things, which are quite learnable skills, but gosh, it's too much work. I don't want to do it. And we end up projecting our use of the internet onto prospective patients. And that's a huge mistake, common error that, that many practitioners use. Because I wouldn't use the website to find a, a doctor. Well, of course not, but you know, your patients do. And so the first right answer is you need a website. The second right answer is you need a high converting website. 
And it's a distinction that we uncovered uh, through a huge mistake we made, uh, which I'm happy to share with you. But uh, we, we discovered that it's not just having a website. It's about how do you inspire a visitor to complete the switch of actually becoming a patient? How do you turn a visitor into a reception room new patient? Mm-hmm. That's probably... Um, the, the, the real nitty gritty of the problem that we like to solve. And every, every practitioner, every practice has a slightly different uh, problem with, when it comes to that. And um, at one end of the spectrum, you've got the chiropractor who um, has vowed to show up beige that is, I'm not going to have any sharp corners, sharp edges. I want to be el blando because I don't want to offend anyone because they think that's how you attract more people. And of course, uh, the only way you attract, as you would certainly know, would be you have to polarize. Uh, you have to uh, uh, you have to polarize, and and you can't polarize if you're beige. So, I think one of the the the, the key problems that we solve is that we are pretty darn good at being able to capture the spirit, the soul, the, the gut of a practitioner and turn that into um, a marketing tool that a patient says, that's, my, that's, that's, that's the chiropractor I want to go to. Mm. And that's called conversion, okay? Mm. Uh, because you can have a website, uh, you can have it optimized for your name, and so when someone's looking for you, you can be found, but uh, there's far, far more uh, to it, because oftentimes, if you're on certain searches, you're going to click on the top return. Right. You want to know the distance between Denver and Dayton, click on the top answer. If you're looking for someone who's going to touch you, look at the first return, the second return, the third. Re- I mean, it's a personal relationship. Yeah. So, I think that it's really crucial that you entrust your online reputation because you have two of them. You have your reputation with your, your patients um, and you've got a reputation with Google. Yeah. And it's really important that the reputation with Google uh, properly depicts the types of patients you love seeing. And to connect um, with authenticity, with transparency, uh, so that people feel like this is this is this is my chiropractor right here. Yeah, I mean, you hit on so many things there. Uh, you actually answered multiple questions that I had, and so you're 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 hitting the nail on the so head. We're, th- we're we're through. We're we're almost through. Uh, I'm gonna ask for a couple more minutes, but I think our our listeners are are thoroughly enjoying uh, listening to you because you're you're you're, you're nailing it. So you know, in the in the remarkable practice. And, you know, we teach the, the domains are, you know, attraction. So you, you bring a seeker, you know, there's a seeker who's looking, searching and, and they find you, right? So then they come in as a seeker, but our first job is to turn them into a believer. And you talked about a website that represents the doctor well, authentically, genuinely, that converts. In other words, they take the next step, the actual, they didn't just come on, and check you out. They actually took the next step, like you said. I liked how you you said a waiting room new patient, a reception room new patient specifically. That that is so important because you know a lot of times we have what I call vanity stats, right? So these vanity metrics that it's like, okay, but what what's really going on in your practice? Like, tell me about. I want I want I have some deeper questions, you know. So I love that you went there because I think 
we can almost become infatuated with ourselves or with this, this appearance, but I'm like, but does the appearance convert, you know, uh, is it actually producing the outcome that you have a website to do? Like the reason why you have a website is for one purpose. In my opinion, as you said, it's to get people to discover you and take the next step, which means coming into your office. So I love that you went there right away. Cause that, that was the second question, which how do you help our doctors help more people? That's how you help more people is they actually come see you. They come into your office, which is massive. So this is a big, and it's, and it's a problem that absolutely must be solved. And to stay relevant in, in this day and age, you nailed it. Listen, you have to stand out. You have to set yourself apart. People have to recognize or notice you we call it like disruptive or whatever, but you've got to be able to do that. So can you talk a little bit about uh, just kind of going deeper into this concept with the CEOs, we talk about leverage a lot in our program, in our remarkable CEO program. We talk about using leverage. We say you three things you leverage. You le you leverage people, you leverage uh, technology and systems. And so those three things is oh, we always home in on that with our remarkable CEOs in our program as they're scaling their businesses and they're helping reach more people, but not all dependent upon them. So can you talk about leverage, leveraging? what you're doing specifically and how the return on the investment is also, you know, going to be influenced there with the limited resources of, you know, time, energy, focus, and money. Like how do we use leverage, leveraging technology, leveraging the people and leveraging the systems that you guys have? Can you share with us how, how that, you know, doctors do that? Gosh. Uh, well, I think the systems and technology are, are the most likely candidates for how, how a website can, can plug into a practice. And, it really starts uh, with something very, very difficult to do, which is to see it from the patient's point of view. Hmm. And uh, all too often, uh, chiropractors will, and not just chiropractors, but many people who do websites will, uh, they use it as a form of actualization and to uh, uh, you know, use their artistic efforts to create a website that they would love. Hmm. And of course, the website isn't for you. Gosh, we had with this. I remember this one uh, practitioner. We were going back and forth about the right shade of blue. I mean, give me a break. It's the, the blue. That's not the problem. You need to form an emotional connection with your visitor, and the blue has little to nothing to do with it. So he was trying to actualize, and you know, it, it didn't end well. But um, I, I think it has to do with how technology can do a lot to uh, short uh, circuit how much energy. There was a chiropractor client of ours, uh, it was a long time ago, but he, he said, the patients who show up after visiting my website say they, they show up more like a referral patient shows up than a stranger. Hmm. And I thought that was really fascinating because you know, uh, when, when there's a referral patient, someone else is vouching for you and there's kind of a, it's, it's, a, it's a fast track. You know? It saves time when it comes to uh, bringing a, a new patient on board. So I, I think that's one thing that a well uh, a well done uh, website can do. The other thing too, I think, is that, and I don't think uh, chiropractors use utilize this as much as they could. But gosh, if I were in practice, I would want, you know, I would record all of the questions I was ever asked. I would ask my team record every question that a patient asks, and. 
some of those questions need to be turned into a, you know, a major blog post. So you don't have to keep doing the same repetitious explanation over and over again. You reach in for your, you know, why heat or ice, you know, uh, uh, hot or cold, and you give them this card and they go on and they read the whole thing and they've got the directions and, and it's, it's done once and then you don't have to do it again. So I think systemization uh, crucial. I think uh, leveraging technology um, really important in terms of attracting a quality new patient, someone who, who wants to be part of your tribe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And I know we didn't get into this, but content, you, you're alluding to content right now as well. And I know that's a big part of, you know, what you, your organization is about is content, content that's, you know, relevant and will help, like you said, answer a lot of the questions people have, which actually builds your authority your trustworthiness, the attractive factor, all of those things. So I, I know there's a lot more we could dig into, but we do need to uh, wrap this. But I would, I do want you to be able to share with our uh, audience how to get in contact with you. So, you know, Bill and his company, Perfect Patients, they are a success partner. What does that mean? That means that they specifically are aligned with the Remarkable Practice because we share values. We share a common mission and, and we are on a mission together. And we believe that, we are better together. So that's why we work with a perfect patient. So I'm confident in referring to you. So we would love for our docs to be able to reach out to you, connect with you or someone from your team. What's the best way for them to do that, uh, Bill? A couple of ways, of course. Um, and let's use the internet. Uh, <laughs> obviously, the perfect patient's website um, is, is a place to kind of check us out and, and see what, what our vibe um, is all about. And um, and then uh, certainly you can email me directly. It's a pretty complicated uh, email address. It's uh, bill at uh, perfectpatients.com. So uh, try to be uh, in incredibly uh, accessible and uh, would love to continue this conversation uh, wherever it goes. And, uh, you know, the, the folks uh, that support uh, me so well at Perfect Patients have uh, developed a, uh, a place for your uh, folks uh, to show up called perfectpatients.com slash remarkable. And uh, that's where they can, uh, you know, one of the things you could, anyone listening to this should, should go there and ask for a website audit. I mean, mm. you're going to have someone who's looked at not hundreds, but thousands of chiropractic websites and they'll walk through no obligation, no high pressure and say, you know, here's something that you might want to consider. You might want to upgrade this. You might want to change this. You might want to get away from stock photos, blah, 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 blah. And it's, and they're all practical action steps. And it's just a way of, of providing and, and giving back to the profession. So uh, you can arrange that at perfectpatients.com slash remarkable. So that's probably the, the easy way. It's great. One of the things we always love to do at the end of every one of our meetings is take one goal and set one goal and take one action step. I think that's a great goal and action step for everybody listening here. So please follow uh, Bill's advice and, and take him up on his, his offer and, and, uh, and do that. I, I highly encourage all of you to do that. Even if you just recently built a website three months ago, it's, it's yeah. uh, uh, no matter where you're at in the journey, uh, that's an absolute step to do. So, um, and that's one of the remarkable uh, attributes of remarkable CEO. We taught, we call it the assess. You always are assessing so that you can plan, prepare, and execute even better. So it's really important to do those audits of your business, including your website. So Bill, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for being a remarkable success partner. Thank you for joining me today on this podcast. For all of you who are listening, I love and appreciate you. Thank you for being a part of this uh, program. And uh, remember to tune in next week for the next episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. 
Until then, God bless you all and have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.